Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome. You're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. My name is Promise, and we are so glad you could join us. Before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I thank you for today, Lord. Thank you for giving us your vision, Lord, and giving us all wisdom so that we may comprehend what you're telling us, Lord. And Lord, I also thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit, Lord, and showing us and guiding us to things to come, Lord, so that we may be more like you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. Glad to have you with us as we dive into the Word, looking at First Thessalonians. And this morning, we are uh, in chapter 5, and we're going to be looking at verses 23 through 28. So, with that, can I get a volunteer to read that section of Scripture, please? I will. All right, Layla. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read in all the holy brother or to all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Amen. And amen. Thank you, Layla. Yes, thank you. So, as is our custom, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So, who would like to begin? I would. All right, promise. Well, the Lord first had me go back, tying it into verse 23 and 24. And the previous episode we were talking about being more like christ that was the ultimate sum- summation of what we were talking about being more like christ and allowing that to come through in every area and aspect of our life and going jumping back to verses 24 and sorry 23 and 24 we see that paul is telling them to make sure that they're walking blamelessly and in order for us to walk blamelessly, we first must be patient, going back to the previous section. And patience is more than just tolerating a situation for a brief time while we have an underlying or secret anger towards that situation or person. It's allowing the Lord and giving the Lord an opportunity to work for us inside of our lives. And also, patience is also a sign of maturity. We read inside of 1 John, which is talking about love. And it says that we cannot love God and love those around us. Wait, we we can't, sorry, wrong order. We can't love those around us and love God. Sorry, we can't hate those around us. There we go. There it is. Love God. I was like, wait, but we're supposed to love those around us and love God. (laughs) Okay, thank you. We cannot hate our brothers or our neighbors and then say that we love God. Because we're a liar if that's the case and the truth is not in us. That's 1 John tells us that. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
And as we move forward inside of Christ, it's important for us to make sure that that love carries through in every area and aspect of our lives. While God has given us the ability and the accessibility to that love, if we do not exercise it, there's no point to it. It's only a matter of whether or not we're willing to actually put forth the effort. For example, if there's a bike. For example, mommy and dad used to tell me that I could ride my bike to the trash can. But because they didn't want to do that, I never rode it. So while it was accessible, also some background information, I would come back huffing and puffing because they ran. When I could have taken the easier route and just taken the bike. But because I chose not to, though it was available to me, I still had the same outcome as if I didn't have it. The same applies for patience and love. If we act as though we don't, do not have the opportunity to love those around us, it's going to be like as though we have no love. Because we're not willing to exercise it. And also, talk when Paul said, preserving, ultimately preserving our whole body, soul, and spirit, the Lord first reminded me of, well, inside of a picture, inside of a book, there is a picture of a mummy and a book, a picture of a mummy and a book, and the mummy looked weird. The Lord does not... Ultimately, the lesson is the Lord does not want us to be quote unquote preserved, but in our in in and of itself we look unpreserved. We look unlike God. So, are you trying to say that the Lord wants to preserve the important things of us? He's not trying to preserve the sin that we have in our lives or the mistakes that we're making and saying that it's that it's an excuse, but he's preserving the good things that he's put into each and every one of us because those are the things that will remain. Yes, and not looking as though there's no life in us or the love of God in us, but having that complete and whole restoration of God's love inside of us throughout our entire life. Okay, so I have a question. So <laughs> yes. the... The reference to the mummy, is that because mummies look sunken in? They're clearly dead, but then someone tried to wrap something around the outside to stop it from looking as dead? Or they, that was the human version of preservation, and God has a better version of preservation where everything is whole, there is life, because God is life. And yes, that's okay. Okay. I was trying to figure it out. I was like, what book is this? And like, okay, I know what mummies look like. Mm-hmm. But okay. God doesn't want us to try to solve spiritual problems that are resorted or that are resolved purely by pursuing the things of God, the way that He tells us to pursue them. He doesn't want us to try to find a natural solution to answer that question. God meant for us to have eternal life. But mummification is a man's version, humanity's version of trying to ensure eternal life without God. What are you saying? So God's way to get God's things. We go God's way to get the result and the outcome that God desires. For for both the eternal. That's right. (laughs) And in the natural. Uh, We've been given a great example in Moses, Mm -hmm. right? Says that at 120 years old, he had not lost what? Strength, strength or eyesight ability. Yes, exactly. Well, some versions interpret strength as vigor, mm-hmm. right? But either way, so same thing. All right, so he had all the strength that he had, 
and the eyesight, right? I mean, he could still move. Uh, and we see another, or we read about another example in Caleb, mm-hmm. right? He At 85 years old, he was out running 20-something-year-olds and, and the like to be the first one to take the mountain. That's, that's significant. Which is to say he wasn't some decrepit old man bent over a cane. Exactly. And his spirit wasn't, I mean, his desire. He said, give me the mountain. I'll take, I'll take it. it. And I think there were giants on that mountain. Exactly. Yes, the sons of Anak. And the climb up the mountain. I mean. And then to do battle mm-hmm. against giants. He was mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically ready, able, and engaged to go do it. You know, like if I asked my 85-year-old grandmother if she wanted to climb to the top of a big hill, she'd be like, no, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I don't, I'm not even interested in doing that, Right. And if you guys ask me to, you know, go have a bicycle race at this moment, this point, I'm not interested in a bicycle race. But that was a part of him that everything was still fully engaged and quickened with the life and the spirit of God to want to be able to do that and to desire it and then to physically be able to do it. And it's like, I wish I could get up there, but I sure can't. Nope. He was spirit, soul and body was present. Amen. So we see that in the Lord. That's only found in the Lord not through natural carnal or man-made ideas on or attempts, right? So let's let's understand that in full. And that's a comforting thought because you get down to the next verse or the the 24, he who calls you is faithful who also will do it. So now you, now you can as um Grampy says, rest your beady little head <laughs> over this. <laughs> you don't have to worry and try to figure out the plan yourself on how you'll take that mountain or you're going to fight that giant that's currently standing in your way from in between you and the promise that God has laid out for you. You don't have to figure out the way to do it. David didn't, didn't say, "Hey God, I got this idea. I'm going to put a stone in this sling and you're going to sling and you're going to push it so that it kills Goliath and then I'm going to chop the head off and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the glory for myself. The Lord came to him with that idea, and then David got in line with that and confessed it out of his mouth. David didn't come up with anything. In fact, even as he got to be an older man, he said, should I go up and take this mountain? Will I defeat them? Will I recover all without fail? He didn't try to, well, I mean, he did, and the example of, you know, uh, Bathsheba and Uriah, and there was some consequence to that, but holistically, and the Lord's testimony of David himself, there wasn't a man like him that was after his own heart like David was. And every king after that was compared to David. And then we see in later scripture that David, the his prince would, you know, help shepherd his sheep, the Lord's sheep. That's who I'm talking about when I say he. So we don't have to f- try to figure out the way ourselves. We mm-hmm. just ask the Lord. And then when he tells us, actually apply what he said. It does no good, as you mentioned, promise, to ask the Lord a question and not hear the answer or wait to hear the answer and still do your own thing anyway or to hear the answer and just totally disregard it as if you never got an answer to begin with. Mm-hmm. And I do find that to be slightly aggravating in my own self and when I observe it in others. And that's the Lord showing me that I need to bring that in and make sure I'm not running off without hearing the answer and acting like I never got an answer, period, or just disregarding the wisdom that's coming to me because there's a point and a purpose that the Lord really wanted us to stumble. He didn't have to say anything. He could have just left us how we would have been through Adam and woman's sin and you know, been toast, but he loves us. So he takes the time and the opportunity to teach us and to go 
in depth and in detail with his instructions. So there's no way that we can miss, understand, or miss him on what he's trying to do if we're following him with our whole heart, uh, spirit, soul, and body. A total, complete pursuit of him. Amen. Amen. You know, there's, I love all the points that have been brought up. And it's, they're all things that we can and should focus on in our lives, right? Becoming conformed to the image of Christ. Not being concerned, not being anxious, not being fearful. That's, that's the currency of the adversary's kingdom, right? But the currency of the Lord's kingdom is faith and love, right? Yes. Now, hmm. there's another important thing that we must recognize in this. Because there's a, a lot that we've discussed, but it's something that the Lord through Paul writes about in every chapter. I don't know if everyone, anybody noticed this, but in every chapter he is writing, and this goes back to what we were saying in the previous episode about preparing ourselves, right? Making ourselves a people ready, a people prepared for the Lord, right? In yes. verse 23 of this chapter, He's writing about that exact topic, like what the Lord through Paul keeps bringing up, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the return. So all these things are great, right? They're how we should be living. He's writing about conduct and carrying ourselves spiritually as well as naturally, and right? So we can understand how they're intertwined, connected, right? If, if we have one, then... Ipso facto, this should also be happening in our life, right? But the why, the preparation is all for the Lord's return. That we're ready for his return. Right? We're, we have been conducting this study, as the Lord has led us, about these Thessalonians. That after only three to four weeks with Paul, right? They changed their entire life. And not only that, but even in those three to four weeks, there was much turmoil, much trials, much cha many challenges, and even persecution. But yet they are remaining, they are standing for the Lord in their faith, waging warfare against the adversary, and keeping themselves, right? Yes. For his return. So Paul, in writing this, or the Lord through Paul in writing this, is also encouraging them, especially as he's closing out this, this letter, this epistle, encouraging them to, yes, prepare yourself, but then also to remain. And this is the why. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, is returning soon. And soon, yes, you could say, well, it's, it's a relative term. It's far off. But something that the Lord, you know, through us has, has said often, right? Whether it's the end of days or it's your end of days, there should be no difference in how we are living and conducting our life, how we are carrying this out. Are we truly exemplifying our Lord and Savior in our lives? And if we don't have that relationship with him, first have that relationship with him. And are, not that we've arrived, but are being conformed, right? That that our, that relationship is our, if you will, that we are zealous for it, that it is our driving force, right? That the Father is pleased with us, me for myself, you for yourself. How will we truly be prepared? 
camping, ultimately. And it's not that we have to strive for for the works or, or any of these things. He's encouraging them, hey, trust the Lord that this will happen. He will preserve you completely. Your spirit, soul, and body will be blameless at his coming. So for us, we have to, if you will, submit ourselves before the Lord. Our will, our thoughts, our feelings, and, and learn and take up him and his ways and his heart, his will, his covenant. So I, this is a point that needs to be brought up, right? The coming of the Lord. This is why we are doing it. But then also, I love how Paul here all is he writes as a as a spiritual both father and mother to them, right? But he also is saying, "Hey, look, you're still my brothers in Christ. Pray for us, right? Yes. Like we're people just like you. We need your prayers. And actually, it, he clearly valued that even above." financial contributions, and, and the like. He, he, he entrusted everything to the Lord, right? Yes. Surely he trusted the Lord that all his needs would be met. But he said, hey, you can be a part of this ministry. You can just pray for us. Right? Yes. Yes. And in so doing, it's also carrying out some of the things we just read in the previous section, right? Uh, from verses 12 through 22. So, so just for us to, to recognize some of those things. Yes, Dan. But, uh, all right, so we're going to pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, I thank you for today, Lord. Thank you for showing us your word, Lord, and communicating to us as friends and friends and sons and daughters in you, Lord. Mm-hmm. And Lord, I thank you for being our God, Lord, and showing us how things should be done, Lord, and instilling inside of us your perfect works, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Somebody name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.